Thank you for joining me for Refuge Podcast. Grab your Bible and join us as we journey through Season 1 in the Book of Acts. So we pick up in Chapter 22 of the Book of Acts. And we're currently going through a little mini-series inside of Season 1 called Lessons in Leadership from the Apostle Paul. And we're looking at how Christians that are called to be leaders and missionaries and pastors and teachers and wherever God may call you to... um, this this is a look at a man who set the pace. Besides Jesus, I don't know that anybody had a greater impact on the body of Christ from a leadership aspect than Paul. And that's why we're looking at, as we finish out the book of Acts, we're looking at his life, we're looking at how he pushed forward the church and the gospel into parts of the world that... Uh, were resistant yet hungry that were closed off yet open and we're seeing how Christian leadership can have such a major impact on the body of Christ and the world when it's done in the power of the Spirit and according to the grace of God so we see Paul we pick up in 22 where Paul is arrested in the temple. He is getting ready to address a group of people in Jerusalem, and he's about to share his testimony. So the subject of this particular episode of the podcast is going to address that leaders that have an impact on the church and the world are leaders that have a story to tell. They have a testimony to give. They have a savior to exalt. And that's where Paul's going to go with this sharing of the story of his life. He's going to talk about his past and where he came from in the life that he lived when he was apart from Christ. And then he's going to talk about how Jesus saved him and how the Holy Spirit interfered in all of his life and plans to pluck him out of the darkness and into the light and how God was using him to continue to push forward the name of Jesus in the world. It's important as people that have called to lead in the church that even if you don't have a crazy story to tell, a testimony that is one of from rebel to worshiper, yet we all come from a place of sin and brokenness. We all have trauma and we all, before our life in Christ, have uh, tears and, and uh, sin that shapes who we are and how we came to be who we are in Jesus. 
you you can't disregard your experiences in life no matter what area of life you come from no matter where you uh you know whether you've spent your whole life in church or you've never been a, a day at church in your life and yet you come to faith in Jesus later on no matter what background we come from we all have a story and our story is important in the in the scheme of what God is doing in the world because it's God's story. It's God's story about how he rescued us from a life of brokenness and brought us to a place of putting us back together in Jesus and giving us a, a new birth as he talks about being born again when we come to faith in Jesus. And so it's important if if God has called you to be a leader that you rehearse that story of how Jesus is beautiful and great and how he took you out of a life of sin and that you know yourself and that you wouldn't be who you are apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's see Paul's story as he shares it here with these people. He says, hear, hear my defense in verse 1. He's talking, that's a, the words apologia. It's talking about giving an answer of the hope that's that's happening in his life because of Jesus. He says, I am indeed a Jew born in Tarshish of Cilicia. I am indeed a, he says, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel. He had quite a background in the, the, the Jewish rabbinical life being at the feet of Gamaliel. Gamaliel was a very well-known rabbi. It says he taught was taught according to the strictness of our father's law and was zealous toward God as you all are today. So he knew exactly where he was relating with these people that were zealous for the Jewish law and the things, the traditions that had been handed down from the fathers. He said, I persecuted this way to the death, speaking of the way of Jesus, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest bears me witness in all the council of the elders, from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chains, even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. Now it happened as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon, suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And so I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. So Paul came from a background of, of religion. He knew the law. He was very zealous, zealous to the point that he saw the Jesus movement as a threat to the movement of the Jewish religious leaders. So what he did is he went and he chained people up and bound them to be punished in Jerusalem. He went all over the place and he talks about how he was headed to Damascus. And when he was on his journey, he said there was a great light he heard the voice of Jesus. He fell to the ground. He was humbled. 
he he asked who it was Jesus announced who he was he said hey you're persecuting me and at that moment I believe that Paul's life began to change and that he began to see who Jesus was and the transformation started but I, I want you to notice that if you're a leader in the church don't ever assume that because someone's been going to church a long time and been around religion that they truly know Jesus or had experience with him because notice even Paul having a great familiarity with the Old Testament law still had to have his life transformed and changed because he didn't have Jesus he didn't know the Jesus of the scriptures the Jesus of the Old Testament the the types and the shadows and the laws and and all the things in the Old Testament that pointed to Jesus and there are many people sitting in churches today that they have a form of godliness they they've been around the things of God or they've had some familiarity with the Bible prayer in church and maybe they have a godly grandmother or godly parents and yet they are so far from God because they don't have a relationship, a personal, intimate relationship with the Lord. They've never been saved. They've never been filled with the Spirit of God. And like Paul, they thought they were right and thought they were okay with God. And yet they were very far from God. And that's what Paul's testimony is. And as leaders, we really need to make sure that we're explaining what it means to have a relationship with God and that's what Paul's doing he's trying to reach people that he knows are so close but yet so far because they don't truly have a relationship with the Lord because it's not based on a head knowledge of the scripture the Old Testament it's based on a heart knowledge when we get converted when we come into that relationship with the Lord where he changes us from the inside out and we're born again and we're given a new nature and then we have the spirit of God residing in us to help us to live a godly life so what he does here and check this out and since I could not see for the glory of that light so he was blinded being led by the hand to those who were with me I came into Damascus and a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me. And he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that same hour I looked up at him. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard and now why are you waiting arise and be baptized and wash your sins away calling on the name of the Lord one of the characteristics of a leader is someone that knows the depths of their sin and how far they are from God and they're able to see how good God is and how important it is to listen to his voice and then receive that calling 
to go and be a part of changing other people's lives. You see here there is a progression from what Paul saw as his old life and who he was to being converted, having that encounter with Jesus, to then being humble to the point where he's listening to the voice of God, receiving that calling, and then being obedient to the point of baptism and receiving the forgiveness of sin. Do you see that? I'm afraid there are many leaders that have never had this experience. They maybe have had some head knowledge and for some reason enjoy the spotlight more than being in the shadows and serving God humbly and having that encounter with Jesus to love Jesus more than the stage. And here Paul is explaining that before I could even be a part of the Christian ministry and proclaiming Jesus, I had to have my life changed to be in a place where I'm the one obeying, not having people obey me. And I'm listening to the Lord's voice and bowing down in humility and obedience to Him, not forcing people to obey me. And that's what Paul experienced. And it's important as leaders is that we live a life that's humble in obedience to God and having our life continually change. Because Paul would experience humbling along the way. It wouldn't just be a conversion, but many, many times he would have to find that God's grace was sufficient even in his weakness, even in his insufficiencies, that God was sufficient for him. He says, Now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. And so I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believe on you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I was also standing by consenting to his death and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then he said to me, Depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. So, it's an interesting thing about Paul's story is you can almost feel when he starts explaining the, the fact that he was there at the killing of Stephen, one of the first martyrs in the church, that he said, I was there. And you could almost sense the pain in his writing here, in, his vo in, in him telling the story, that he knew just how wretched he was and how far he was from the grace of God. And to know that God had saved him. And the voice of God told him, you're going to the Gentiles, which is interesting that this is always the uh, thing that stirs up the Jewish religious people because they wanted nothing to do with Gentiles. They considered them dirty, dogs, far from God. 
And that's why it says, and they listened to him until that word, until he said Gentiles. And then they raised their voices as away with this, the fellow, this, such a fellow from the earth, for he is not fit to live. Then as they cried out and tore off their clothes and threw dust in the air, the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks and said that he should be examined under scourging, that he might know why they shouted so against him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? And when the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander, saying, Take care of what you do, for this man is a Roman. Then the commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman? And he said, Yes. And the commander answered, With a large sum I obtained the citizenship. And Paul said, But I was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him, withdrew from him, and the commander was also afraid after he had found out that he was a Roman and because he had bound him. The next day, because he wanted to know for certain why he was accused by the Jews, he released him from his bonds and commanded the chief priests and all their council to appear and brought Paul down and set them, him before them. So let's, uh, let's, let's just kind of have a, a final thought here in this uh chapter 22 because i think it's important when you examine the fact that you have a a man here paul who many probably would have never thought that god's grace could interfere and interrupt his life and save him i mean from the outside looking in this would have been the last guy. That's why I think Ananias, who Paul mentioned, came to him, was very reluctant to even go and see Paul and minister to him because he didn't want... This guy's basically a terrorist. He's taking people, Christians, out of their homes and punishing them because they don't believe like him. That Paul was the last guy you would think would be raised up as a leader in the Christian church and be the man who God would send to the Gentiles all over the world to share the good news of God's life-changing power. But that's exactly who God uses. He uses the misfits. He uses the whosoever will will come to receive the love of God and the, the grace of God. God uses the people that are on the fringes and he calls out to them and says, come to me. If you're done fighting and striving, I will save you. I will bring you into the family and I will send you to others that are just like you. I think that's why Paul was the perfect candidate for a ministry like this because he like he says later on in a letter he says I'm the chief of sinners he knows it he he knew that he was the biggest sinner and the one who committed some of the worst crimes against humanity yet the God that we serve is so unorthodox in what he does because he saves and delivers the most vile of people. And he's able to change the heart like no other. That's the God that I serve. And that's the leaders that he raises up. People who you would never think.
could be saved, let alone leading a church or leading a ministry or leading a missions organization. But that's what God does. He's looking for those types of leaders that he can save out of the ashes and bring to a place of wholeness because he's a God of power. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation for those who would believe. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness is Righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith because the just shall live by faith. It's the power of God and God is able to do anything that he wants to do. And I pray that if you're struggling with that, like how could God use me? I'm just such a jacked up person. My life is so screwed up. There's no way God could ever use me. I've got too much trauma. I've got too many bad experiences. Uh, I'm just I'm a mess. I'm a basket case. You are the perfect candidate for who God can save, deliver, and use for the glory of Jesus. Because that's what God did with Paul. He saved him and said, All right, I'm sending you to the Gentiles. I'm sending you to those who need to hear the message of Jesus. Well, I hope this was a blessing to you and also would put a plug in there for Refuge TV on YouTube. Look us up. And we've got other studies on there as we're going through the book of Genesis right now. So God bless. We are so glad that you joined us today. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can join us for further studying of the word. Have a blessed day.